Hello everyone and welcome to this exciting session today. Happy New Year, Happy New Month, Happy New Day, if there is anything like that. So today I'm like, I'm so elated. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited about today's session and the fact that I am no longer doing this in 2021. This is 2022 and Thumim is coming up with a new levels of this whole thing. And of course, we'll be having a grandmaster. Yeah, that's what I call him, grandmaster of social media. We'll be having him today with us. So get ready, bombard him with your questions. That's the only thing we are asking of. Let the comment section be hot with your questions for him. I'm not gonna give you the bio now. I just want you to come in. Welcome to the show. And once again, I'm Dr. Ifnais Delamaris Ayao, most popularly called Dr. STM. We are not two, I'm the only one. And today we are here on behalf of the whole person's healthcare professionals. To me, is one thing everyone to know about this thing today. Are you a person, personal brand or an organizational brand? This is essentially for you. You cannot talk about this current generation without talking about social media. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay, I don't want to call it an abomination, but you've been making a very, um, a very huge mistake that we can't even pardon, non-pardonable mistake if you're just not considering social media as a brand. Possibly for your personal needs, you may be thinking, what do I need it for? But you cannot have it as an organization and just ignore um, social media. Social media is, of course, important to individuals and organizations. And that is what we are dwelling on today, particularly for healthcare professionals. So we are going to be having Again, like I mentioned before, a grandmaster of social media. He's Dr. Ronald Ikechi. Dr. Ronald, pardon me, <laughs> I went to baptize him right now. He's Dr. Ronald Kaleshi, a speaker, a writer, an author, and a storyteller. So I assume he should be telling us an, a very engaging story today. He has worked as a physician and as a healthcare manager within the Nigerian health sector, including the health insurance industry. So I'm sure he will be giving us different views from clinical, from insurance and the rest. And he has a master's, um, okay, first of all, he earned his bachelor's degree, that's MBBS degree from Madonna University, Nigeria. And he has a master's in clinical anatomy from University of Port and is currently taking a second master's degree in health informatics. He's a published author and writes occasionally for some online blogs. And he has a weekly session on Twitter, Tales of Dr. Ron, where he aims to educate on various health issues through storytelling. And he has participated in leading advocacy efforts for family planning on social media, which includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram in partnership with DevComs and NURHI. He has coordinated health campaigns on maternal and child health issues on social media platforms, where over 100,000 have been educated on malaria, cervical cancer, and pregnancy-related issues. He currently runs the MRI Medic Consulting, a healthcare consulting firm focused on helping health brands tell their stories effectively and also connect job seekers in the healthcare space with jobs and support resources through the firm. Now you can see why I called him a grandmaster. Someone who is running all these campaigns, doing all that, writing, telling stories, using the social media many of us are neglecting as it too. And I am getting on stage right now, Dr. Ronald Kelechi Ipe. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the stage, Dr. Ron. Thank you, STM. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And we are so excited, so pleased to have you here today. Thank um, you. I'm sure your guests, your guests are all smiling to teeth on having your face here. <laughs> yeah, we, we are happy about that. And um, in case you're watching this and you've not told your neighbor, your colleague to come and join in here, that is a big mistake. So shortly before we get really into the business, I'm going to put a drop down of about two minutes or so, a countdown video. And within that period, only one thing is what we are requesting of you. Click the share button there, copy the link and send it out. Send it to your WhatsApp status, your WhatsApp broadcast, Telegram, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, make the noise, we are live. Let all healthcare professionals come here to learn, to see and to understand what they need to know. Once more, if you're not using social media today, you're making a mistake, but before then, Dr. Ron, please, just an opening remark, what you have to tell us before we get really into the business after the short break. Um, well, I'm excited to be here. Um, thank you for the introduction. And uh, I really can't wait to share my small wealth of uh, knowledge and experience on social media with you guys out there. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ron. And shortly, once we come back after the short break, I'll all enlighten you all on to meme NG and once more give you a shorter version of a shorter version bio of Dr. Ron. So for the latecomers, we'll give them some, some benefits of joining in and knowing whom they are speaking with today. So yeah. until then, see you in the next two minutes plus.
I assume we are still sharing the links. So I'm going to play this again for another two minutes because I want people here. We've had more people coming in, but make the noise, share the link, copy and share the link to all platforms. I'm not giving you that room today not to share the link. So everyone share the link and come back another two minutes. All right. welcome back everyone and i just hope you're gonna enjoy this sit still get your bottle of water get a, an apple and we are okay with that so today we have dr ron i commonly call him dr ron so you hear me often say dr ron dr ron here and there but we have dr ronald keleshi ipe in the studio and Dr. Ronald is a storyteller. <laughs> I don't know why I started with that storytelling because I, I've made up my mind that Dr. Ron is going to tell us a story today. He's a writer, he's an author, of course, he's a medical doctor. That's why we've been using the word Dr. Ron, Dr. Ron. And <clears throat> yes, he is a social media grandmaster and he's going to be showing us all those things today. I'm just adding him now, see him all smiles there. Um, <laughs> Dr. Ron. Yes, please. Can you select, just choose any letter, any letter, you know, from the alphabet, you have to pick something. You want um, K. K. Okay. Which country starts with K? <laughs> you started. I started. Uh, Kenya. <laughs> oh, he got that right. Animal that starts with K. Hmm. Animal, animal, animal. 
that does not Felix, come very please. quickly. Felix, please, Felix, please. It, it's not coming. Koala, so koala beer. Uh, koala. Yeah. Okay. Um, a female name that starts with K. Hmm. Mm. Kylie. Ah, ah. Is this all the things you're getting from social media too? Okay. Maybe, maybe. Business <laughs> brand that starts with K. Hmm, KFC. Oh, this this not fair. I was gonna ask about a celebrity that starts with K, but you've mentioned Kylie and Kylie Jenner already is already yeah. there. Uh, food, food that starts with K. I, I'm going to get you today. Food, food, food. I'm not a food person though. Food, food, food. Mm -hmm. Uh what mm. of drink? Kunu. Kunu drink. Kunu. <laughs> uh, let me look for food while I'm looking for okay. Food. <laughs> we we've had enough of it today. So I'm just trying to drill Dr. K and Dr. Ron around to just see what he has for us today. And if you missed the time I mentioned about Dr. Ron, Dr. Ron is a speaker, a writer, an author, a storyteller, and um, he's a graduate of the great Madonna University in Nigeria. And he has a master's in clinical anatomy from the University of Portacourt. I'm currently doing his second master's in um health informatics right now and he has participated in so many leading advocacies for different causes on family planning cervical cancer malaria all of them using social media so today uh we are going to peruse you know if he's in school then we'll say we'll percuss someone to percuss out all the information <laughs> he has on social media so please dr ron um just before we start what exactly yeah. is social media Basically, uh, social media is just uh, a word for all the forms of different technologies that uh, enable people to create information, <clears throat> share information, share ideas through uh, virtual communities. Because the the world now we're now in the digital age, so we live in a virtual world. So that's what social media is all about really so things like mm -hmm. facebook things like twitter instagram linkedin they are all forms of social media facebook instagram linkedin okay so yes. is whatsapp and telegram are they social media platforms they are also yes they are also social media platforms because they also, they also facilitate information <laughs> sharing yeah now do you think that um, geographical location actually affects what platform works for different groups? I don't think so, except maybe for places like maybe China, where they are very restricted, they have their own, though they have their own social media platforms, but it's not like it's mainstream per se okay. for every other person, right? So I think mm -hmm. uh, like China has their own version of WhatsApp, their own version of Twitter and mm -hmm. all of that, but generally, as long as you have internet access and a smartphone, then you're good to go. So is it right to say that um, any form of a platform that offers room for online community can be considered as a social media platform? Yes, yes, So absolutely. we can consider Reddit, Nairaland. They are all forms of social media. Social yeah, media Reddit, Quora, Nairaland, they are uh -huh. plenty. Yeah, okay, okay, because you know the common things what people usually talk about is the common one Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Because Twitter. they are the most popular ones. Yes. Yeah, exactly. so 
uh, but we can still get in one or two from there. Now, Definitely. in the sphere of healthcare profession, yeah, what platforms do you think are um, more beneficial? Well, I don't again, know if one beneficial is the actual thing, but what platforms are more needed for healthcare professionals? Well, I, I think all the platforms are relevant, right? Because uh, every healthcare professional really, uh, you might tend to want to choose where your interest lies or which platform you feel more comfortable working with and using with, right? So I'm more comfortable on Twitter. I'm more a bit proficient on Twitter. So that's where most people find me most of the time. You see some people, they are strictly, okay, I just want to keep it professional. You find them on LinkedIn. You see people on Quora. You see people on Reddit. So it really depends on what you're looking for, the, the persons you're trying to reach out to, and what value you think you can push out to those persons, then you decide whatever platform you want to uh, be on. But definitely all the platforms, they actually have their one or two benefits. Yeah. Well, I, I think I can actually relate <coughs> with the part where you say all the platforms, because as long as you are alive, at some point you have one or two health needs. And once there are people there, there's someone who needs Something. Exactly. Because yeah, the truth is, okay. people are searching for information left, right, and center, especially okay. healthcare. So, and somehow, somehow, they will still be looking for all this information on these different platforms, too. So, they all are relevant. So, my curiosity is this now. When it comes to healthcare brands, I can understand that some are positioned as personal brands and yeah. others as organizational brands. Yeah. So let's start because I felt the answer you gave before was for personal brand. It starts with the person choosing his or her vibe, where the person is comfortable with and where they are going to. So assuming I'm coming into this fair now as an organization, of course, we understand that humans are drivers of organizations, yes. but we are coming with the face of, I am a hospital, corporate, corporate, a pharmacy, corporate. I, I'm just trying to make it so layman so that even if they don't understand what we mean by organizational brand, they can imagine it now, yeah. NGOs and the rest. So this time I am not going with my name as Dr. STM, neither are you going with your name as Dr. Ron. You're going yeah. with a brand, uh, an organizational brand. So in that case, is there um, a, a form of platform likelihood for all these groups like they should be here they should be here more they may not be here and the rest how do they select and they, that's just what i needed to know so again it depends right on your strengths okay. and your weaknesses right so let's say for instance um, <clears throat> a pharmacy wants to get online as a brand so now, because you take a lot of things into con consideration before you go on social media, you look at the content, you look at the platform. For example, now Instagram, if you're going to be on Instagram, you, you know that it's a picture-based platform. So that means you're going to be doing a lot of visuals, really high-quality pictures, high-quality flyers, passing out information that are short and precise to the point. So that means you're going to be doing a lot of designing. So you want to ask yourself, do I have the capacity or can I really do this? If you're going to be on Twitter, maybe on Facebook or Reddit or Co, you know you have to be doing a lot of text-based 
content so are you mm. going to be able to put up the content and how often do you want to do that so those are some of the things that um, help you decide which platforms you want to reach out to then again you also want to look at your target markets who are you trying to reach out to by the time you define those groups then you now know where to find them. Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on LinkedIn? Where are they? So, but you need to find out uh, who is my target market first of all. Then before you now, I think that's also one of the key uh, factors you consider before picking a platform to go and uh, say, okay, this is where we want to be. And again, you don't have to be on just uh, one platform. You could be on one or two platforms or three, depending on your capacity and all of that so apparently what works for personal brand works for organizational Definitely. brands Definitely. but they must have to add an extra layer of their target audience exactly very key even as a on a personal level if i'm trying to build a brand i often have to find out who is my market who am i trying to reach out to that also influences where i'm going to settle down okay now let me give a situational mm -hmm. case here yeah when it comes to urban societies, there are different cadre of hospitals. Yeah. Of course, we have the government hospitals, the private. And even within that private, when we try to um, group them according to their users based on socioeconomic status, we know yeah. that there are hospitals who tend to attend to the elites yeah. than others who tend to attend to um maybe middle, middle or lower social economic class yeah. so if this hospital for these three i'm using three classes now the yeah. lower the middle and the and upper the and yeah. i am coming in there as the face of the organization what would you advise the person to come in where would you advise the you know which of the platforms should they advise them to maximize and utilize for their own growth does, is it the top tier or the middle or the lower? For each of them, for example, now. So again, right, um, number one, so it's good to also define what you're doing on social media, right? For example, I might just be out to educate the people, right? I just want to share valuable, credible information online. That is what I want to do. By the time I define that, then that means anybody can actually consume the content that I am sending out, whether the person is on the low keder, the middle keder, or the uh, top tier persons. So, you, for example, I want to educate people on uh, things like uh, diarrhea, talk about sexual health, talk about reproductive health, digestive health. So these are common issues that we need to discuss on a daily that everybody can actually benefit from so and again it now depends on how do you want to push this content is it going to be visuals do you want to do text do you want to do blog posts do you want to do articles and all of that so by the time you define these ones if you say okay i want to be doing flyers with short uh, write-ups and a picture to go by the side then <clears throat> Uh, Instagram should be your platform. If you want to be doing a blog post, then a blog site or a website should be ideal for you. Then if you want to do videos, short videos and all of that, then YouTube is actually a very good place to, 
to be when you're doing short videos and all of that. So it depends on the kind of information you want to pass, the target uh, uh, audience. So, but generally health information really is something that is consumed by everybody. So I don't think there is any strata to health information, but so everybody gets to benefit from that too. So I think it goes, right? So if you have the capability to, okay, you want to be shooting videos, you have the finances to shoot high quality videos, then YouTube is your channel. If you don't have that, you could settle for Instagram, do a flyer with poster, put a small caption and all that, or you can just do a blog post and post on your website and direct users to go and read on your site. So those are some of the dynamics. I can't hear you. Okay. Sorry. Great. So uh, you mentioned something on WhatsApp, on websites. I'm about seeing WhatsApp now on website. And yeah. I'm going to ask you a question on that. But before then, I can I can see your fans up here. And I'm going to put up their comments. <laughs> These are my fans. Victor, oh, you're, you're, yes, now. They say, uh, Victor says, well done, Dr. Ibe. Thank um, you, Victor. And you have, I can't pronounce the name. I don't want to baptize someone's name. I Honor call him Ayo. Ayo. Okay, Ayo. I think Ayo for sure is safer. It's said very key on what you're discussing. And then um, Chinayem says, hi, Dr. Ite. And her vibes with Moshomola can't wait to delve deeper into this. She actually said he or she, I don't know, um, sent it earlier when we are introducing the whole thing. So if you're just oh, joining really? into the show, you're welcome. Today, we are discussing on effective use of social media for healthcare professionals and organizations. And we had to get the grandmaster of social media. Yes, he's a grandmaster because he's been doing these things. He has run campaigns, done several advocacies, using several platforms for different, even for different organizations and even for his own personal brand. And he has gone ahead to even create a course to let us come and learn on how to use social media effectively. You see that word, effective is very important because some of us are just existing there and we are not actually harnessing what we can harness from there. Yeah. So True. when he was talking, he mentioned something, Ron, you mentioned something on websites. Yeah. Now, I already know, I, I don't think I can categorize website as a social media platform. Okay. So, but, uh, because I, even though it gives room for online community, but I don't know, I won't call it a social media platform entirely but yeah. assuming now a brand has adopted and gone through all those platforms creating content consistently on youtube instagram linkedin and the rest why should that person take an extra sweat to go and create a, a website regardless of presence in all these places well the the truth is um the your website or a website is uh tells me about you in detail right what you do, the services you're offering, the times you're open for business, the cost of your services, who and who is working with you, your team, and all of that. And those are not the things you might necessarily see on social media platforms because they're a bit short and direct. That's why I see some people, for example, I open my Twitter bio, you see them, they just put the link to their website because once you come to someone's bio, oh, this person posts interesting content or this company posts interesting content. Who are these guys? The next thing they want to do is they want to check out your website. So even if you're present on all these social media platforms, it's still very important for you to have a website where people now eventually 
land to find out more about you so as you're creating social media profiles you should also be thinking of having your websites in fact they should run concurrently side by side yes I, I'm certain you're still getting more of your fans there, but I won't show you their comments now until we advance a little. And if you're in this show now, this is brought to you by Fumim NG, an online learning platform owned by Intelligent Healthcare Solutions. At Fumim NG, what we do there is basically learning. You can come in as a teacher, you can come in as a student, but the most important thing is to come and create courses or to grab knowledge. And the person we have today is Grandmaster of Social Media. It's my nickname for him, Mo. And he has a course, yeah. He has two courses on social media, using it effectively as a healthcare professional or as a healthcare organization. And this is what we are actually discussing here today. As time goes on, we'll get to go in depth about his course. And he just talked about something on why you still need to consider websites, even though you have the social media platforms. Now, within these social media platforms, even before the advent of social media, we already know that healthcare industry is a peculiar industry with so many do's and don'ts and the rest. So I had prepared this question, but someone else has even brought it up. Are there yeah. any do's and don'ts on social media for healthcare professionals? There are actually a lot of do's and don'ts. And interestingly, I think uh, we produced a document uh, for that. Maybe later, I don't know if you still have it. I'll share the link. Maybe we can share with them uh, later. Oui. So right on the hub actually <laughs> no way. later we'll talk about this one so, so we okay. actually have a book for do's and don'ts of social media for healthcare professionals so but uh, some of the key uh do's is uh number one you have to stay uh professional right so sorry just a minute yeah you okay. have to stay professional on the platforms so you can't uh come and be trained insults online you don't come to abuse people online. You don't come to throw jabs online and all of that. Because looking at your profile and looking at the handle, it doesn't really tally well, right? That's number one. Then number two, if you're going to be sharing health information, make sure it's credible health information. Make sure it's authentic health information that you're sharing because you don't know who is reading. You don't know who is consuming. And a lot of people might not, double check or fact check before they run with it and once they see doctor on your profile that's you know it's okay i can trust this person because a lot of people are trusting you that this is a doctor so i'm producing credible information you have to make sure it's authentic then uh if you're sharing stories um maybe relating to work or you're trying to paint scenarios and all that you make sure you leave out patient identifiers. You don't want people to be able to know who you're talking about. Imagine you come into the hospital today, then in the evening you log in on Twitter and uh, you see your doctor talking about you and all that. Then it doesn't really make sense at all. So you have to make sure patient identifiers are out and all of that. Then even if you're going to do that, maybe you should get consent and all of that. But personally, I try to just leave out all forms of uh, <clears throat> identification, right? Then those are some of the 
don't or sorry is it do's i don't know i'm just mixing it up anyway so those are some yeah. of the key very important things every healthcare professional should really consider when they are usually coming online maybe to do some form of advocacy or campaigns or whatever you know your credibility is at stake so you really have to protect that and the truth is they say the internet never forgets once you post it really goes very very far and you don't know who is actually looking and all of that then some people will also tell you don't post when you're tired right so you're tired you're not thinking clearly you just type and you press post most times before you even delete somebody has seen it or retweeted or something taking a screenshot or, or something like that so when you're tired please don't tweet or do any post or post anything and all that so those are some of the basic do's and don'ts that uh, apply to healthcare professionals i'll look for that document then i'll share with you maybe we can get that across to them okay that's yep. fine and i'm so glad on how you actually made it quite basic for anyone to understand so apparently like we always say sharing the health story isn't the problem the problem is making sure you didn't target to who you are sharing about exactly exactly so give a case study give a description but let it be for educational purposes. Exactly. Um, a recent issue just came up. I'm not yeah. sure it's up to a month yeah. where a doctor was given um, a suspension for some months okay. on the case of adverts or, you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't want yes. to mention the name. I know, so I know. When I'm it comes familiar to with social the media, Yeah. When, when it comes to social media, at what point is a healthcare professional crossing that boundary of adverts or marketing now it's not just about the healthcare professional also the healthcare brands for example a hospital coming to say we are the best in base and all this so at what point are we crossing that um, boundary mdc we tell you don't say you are the best though <laughs> <laughs> don't don't claim you are the best so most times you leave all those uh, titles out of the picture and again, for us in Nigeria here, our own is a peculiar. Uh, adverts are not allowed, especially in the doctor areas. I don't know how it applies to uh, maybe pharmacy or nursing and all of that. So, but the truth is, uh, when it comes to marketing, these days there are very innovative ways of actually saying you are doing marketing in quotes, right? For example, now I do I do a flyer uh, maybe on World Malaria Day, right? Maybe do a thread poster. Then at the end of the kidney, I have my logo down there and I push it out. Everybody automatically knows where this is coming from. from yeah. Exactly. So without me actually shouting, I'm here, I'm here, they actually know where it is coming from, right? Or maybe I do a collaboration, run a health outreach somewhere, you shall see logo down there, automatically know where, who is sponsoring and who is doing all that. And some people now go ahead to actually go and check out these organizations. Who are they? What are they even doing? What are they about? And all of that. So it's a way of actually selling yourself, right? So 
through collaborations, through partnerships, through sponsorships, through uh, creating value, credible health information, then it's selling yourself. Marketing is like I'm selling myself. So I don't have to come and say I'm really doing marketing, marketing. So there are more uh, ingenious ways of actually pushing your message out there to tell them that look at me, I'm here, right? So they will tell you in social media, say create value, send value, then people will come looking for you. It's very yeah. simple, yeah. Okay, um, we have some more questions here. Hi, if you're watching this thing right now and you have any question, any suggestion or concern, drop it in the comment section that we are definitely gonna address it. Now, I just want to bring in something here. Um, Dr. Ron runs, um, Dr. Ronald runs, so that you understand it. So Dr. Ronald runs a consulting firm that helps health brands tell their stories effectively. And he has an online course too that is teaching basically on effective use on social media. So right now, Dr. Ron, yeah. can you just let us know how has that online course helped you to tell your story effectively to your students about um, why they need to use social media, how they should use it effectively, and what are the advantages from social media. So that's your experience of creating a course and telling the story. How has it helped? Well, the truth is that uh, there are actually a lot of benefits that come with being on social media. So number one, you have to find out why am I actually going here in the first place, right? So for example, okay. through social media, you can become... Um, how will I put it? If you're able to create a niche for yourself, people get to see you as an expert in that area because this is basically what you do all the time, right? So you look at people like Aproko now, we all know him for health education through very creative and funny ways. He's able to pass the messages across. Yeah. Exactly. So anybody looking for anything now, the first person they will look for now is Aproko because he's able to do that. And honestly, then the money part, we also come from that because he's not going to do it for free and all of that. So number one, you get the recognition, you're able to pass your message. So some people basically, they just want to share information online and all these ones usually come as a side effect of wanting to pass information out there across to people right so you become an expert because you're constantly sharing information you're constantly updating yourself but most times when i do stories uh people come back to me start asking me questions in my dm looking for consultations or referrals or clarifications and all of that so you're able to impact lives too also doing that by the side right then if you're in for it for the money Yes, there is money to be made actually on social media, but you have to create value first before the money comes into your pocket. Okay, now, you know, the question I asked, and I love the way you handled it, is about if cost creating has even helped you to yes. tell the story more. And you're like, yes, it also positioned you more as an expert. It, it built your authority as an expert when it comes to social media. Oh, and I'm calling you grandmaster of social media. <laughs> and of course, of course, it brought you the money and the rest. So um, from your experience building, uh, creating a course and selling it here on Thumim NG, would you advise anyone around you, a professional around you that has 
good wealth of knowledge to make efforts in creating that course? Yeah, I would definitely advise folks to do that, you know, because when I was even doing the first course, uh, at the point I was like, ah, can I really do this? But then when you now sit down and start thinking, you actually see, ah, there's actually a lot of information you can really share from your experience, what you've done, what you've learned, how it's been, and all of that. So there is really, so I advise everybody to, if you can, if you think you have information, then come and share your information uh, with people. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, there's something interesting I would like to ask, but let me keep it by the side before I, I'll ask <laughs> it after this. But now, um, was it so challenging creating a course? Was it easy on a scale of zero to 10? Okay, you've created one course and you're now on the level of creating another. So during the first one, because I also have a course and I know that it's not the ease I created the first one. It's not the ease I created the current one I created that first one with. So let's yeah. start with the first one. On a scale of zero to 10, how difficult was it? Well, I'll put it at uh, maybe like eight right because uh number one that was the first time that i was doing that right so i now have to start thinking about layouts uh how the topics going to flow which one should come before which one and all of that then by the time you finish doing the content you now have to move move to preparing the powerpoint presentations then after that you now have to start doing the voicing and all of that so exactly that's even the technical i think i did that like 1000 times before i got it right ah. so exactly i kept on doing deleting doing deleting and you have to look for somewhere that is quiet maybe when people are sleeping and all of that so it was a bit technical but somehow i got the hang of it right so then this second one i think is actually much much easier so with each successive ones, then it becomes a walk in the park, really. So, so apparently, course creating, you know, creating a course helped you to position yourself better as an expert, and then to tell more stories effectively to people sure. who bought the course. Sure. But at the same sure. time, you feel that um, you feel that if you've had someone to walk you through the processes, that it, it you would have had a better experience, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Even the Tumin guys, they actually helped me a lot, really. Because yeah. I know they kept sending me a I lot of resources. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think Damola sent me a lot of recordings, resources, sent somebody to okay. help me and all of that. So it was actually very helpful. I think it would have been right. more difficult if I didn't have the help Any, I had. Exactly. Yeah, uh -huh. Okay, that's so that's interesting. And now it's you know why I had to open up this um chapter now is many people we are here talking about Facebook um instagram and the rest and people do not under, also understand that they can share value via their courses and you can even use that social media platform to also sell the courses the yeah. interesting question i was to ask you was um what were the motivating factors when you wanted to create a course is it just to tell story or because of the <laughs> also the money that comes in as a side hustle well so that was the other part number, I to ask. number one i just wanted to because no, i like challenges yeah you know okay. i think damola was the one that mentioned it to me look come and do something we've been seeing you out there come and do something i'm like can i really do this say yes yes you can do it so that was how i got into that and i think the money part was a side effect and, and i'm enjoying it i will not lie 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why. So apparently social media positions us as an expert in a niche we choose, and it also gives us a room for side hustle. Right. Now I'm going to be drawing you. We have several things here. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's start with the compliments. Yes, so Grandmaster, he's also a mentor extraordinary, and that's from Chinenyem Ovonga. <laughs> and then Ezemokoma is saying, nice one, Dr. Ron. Okay, you see, people are enjoying the show here, and we have this person saying, great work, Doc. So they are apparently, they are obviously enjoying the information you have. Um, Thank you. I think we'll now start have to bring it in the questions one by one. Now, this particular question, even though you've addressed it in some form in terms of um, saying it's based on vibe or what you think you want to do and where you are, but this person is asking for a healthcare professional, which platform do you think is a must-have? So even if you are, you are not vibing there, that you should be there present. So for the must-have, I think I'll put the LinkedIn okay. there. So I think everybody, irrespective of where you are, and for the fact that you're a healthcare professional, you should have a LinkedIn profile and not just anyhow LinkedIn profile, well-detailed, well-written LinkedIn profile, right? Because okay. these days, uh, especially those who are looking to grow in their career, move up the ladder and all of that, most recruiters these days, they, they will just type in keywords and pull up people from LinkedIn and all of that. So if you position yourself well on LinkedIn, then there are chances that you might um, get what you're looking for. And again, another benefit is that social media has really reduced some of the barriers to entry, meaning you can actually reach out to HRs, CEOs of companies to say, look at me, this is what I can do and all of that. I'm looking for work and all of that. So. A LinkedIn profile is a must-have for every health professional. Then uh, now, depending on what you want to do, if you want to be active on social media, you can decide to be on YouTube. If you're good at doing videos and uh, all of that, you can decide to be on Instagram. If you want to be doing a picture-based, uh, maybe health advocacy, health communications, and all of that. Well, LinkedIn is number one that every healthcare professional should have. Okay, that's, I yeah. think that's a well-detailed answer. And exactly. um, how about... Because again, how, sorry to okay. cut you short, it's not everybody that sorry. really wants to do advocacy or communication or teaching uh, or coaching. Some, yeah. uh -huh. Some people just want to yeah. be there. I just want to come and read and to jump present out. And, exactly, yes. exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Now, this person is saying, does doing advocacy now need registration? Like no, before you can advocate, I don't, well, Grandmaster, we are here to listen. <laughs> Ad advocacy does not need any form of registration, at least not that I'm aware of uh, at this point in time, really. Okay. So exactly, just make sure uh, whatever campaign you're doing, uh, it's legit um it's credible you you know the people who are running the campaign because again another thing people make mistake is uh doing uh wrong campaigns for the wrong people and all of that so you have to look at your credibility too 
and all of that so all of those matters so it's, it's just like me going to do a political campaign or advocacy that's not me that's not what i'm known for so even though the money is big i won't go there because it's not my area i don't want to get involved and so these are some of the things you look at too so yeah okay so that that answers that of um, advocacy needing registration and we still have some other questions but until there um, if you're here thank you and welcome for joining us in this is brought to you by Thumim ng an online learning platform and you heard when i asked dr ron about his experience creating a course that was quite intentional because that has positioned him as an expert in whatever he is doing and you too can also create a course really if you have even any knowledge um accounting you can see here's his social media and Tumim ng has about over 12,000 healthcare professionals in our community. So we have people there coming to learn, perusing different courses. You can teach data analytics, you can teach um, anatomy, physiology, accounting, team management, project management. I'm just giving you ideas. So whatever information you have, you can actually teach it Position yourself as an expert like Dr. Ron did and, of course, make extra income. And the beautiful thing, that's why we also consider that the beautiful thing about having uh, having to host your course with Tumim Engines, you get one-on-one -on -one help while you're creating. Like, even yeah, if you're a novice, even if you're a novice, you get follow-up, you get assistance, one-on-one -on -one coaching and all those things on how to be successful as a creator. And also, Tumim NG would definitely help you with your marketing. So I don't think it's, no, it's not It's not about thinking. I know it's not a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking this. I know it's not a bad deal. So come in and learn. Come in and teach. Don't hold your knowledge in this world before you leave. Teach. Spread out your hands and let people see you for what you have. So we still have other questions here. Um, do you need registration to go online as a medical practitioner? What registration? <laughs> I'm thinking of that too. Like I'm also almost answering the question, but no, you don't. You? There is no need for any registration as anything. So, do I know they actually? Um, I think some organizations that uh, I know there is this. Though they are foreign based anyway. Association okay. of Doctors on Social Media. There's a social media doctors, you know, these are really a broad based organizations that are trying to like harness, like form a sensible community of physicians who are actually on social media and all of that. But back here in Niger, I'm not aware of anyone at the moment. Okay, so if I might add to that question, while I'm not sure of um, what registration exactly the person is asking for but of course if you're entering in as a business you're not exactly registering to use social media you're no, most you, you just everybody. have to register your register your business that's i don't think that one is related to social media so if you're still here health vibes please just add a clarity extract to this your question maybe we can attend to it again to understand exactly the question you are asking then dr ron you have one question here interesting that's how i'm introducing the question this way <laughs> genevieve obona said do you have a clue on how to tackle trolls on social media or to trace quacks disseminating wrong information on social media so 
the two, this question is asking for two audiences, those who troll people and those who pass wrong information quickly. Do you have a clue on how we can handle them? So for the first group, what I generally do is just ignore, really. Because okay. of people, they just their work is just to come out, bath in the morning, eat food, then pick their phone and sit down, look for where to cause problems. So I just deliberately ignore those ones. The ones I can block, I block them. So I now move on. Right? So that's just the only way I know you can handle the first group of people. Then for the second group, the quacks, this one is very, is a, is a big problem, really. And uh, it's not just here, it's actually worldwide. Because the truth is, anybody can come out to say, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm this. So how do you now verify who is who and all of that? So that's why they will always tell you, please double check whatever information you're getting from social media and all of yeah. that. Yes, before you run with it, right? So except for the few ones that you actually know, okay, this, they're actually medical doctors or healthcare practitioners, and hey, okay, we can trust them to an extent. I think that's why uh, some of those uh, these US, UK associations are now trying to do like, okay, we have this association of doctors on social media. These are our members. So when you check, you see this person's name on the list and you see he's posting health information, you can comfortably relax. Okay, this person is actually a doctor or healthcare worker. But down here, I will just say, please double check whatever information unless you know the person on a personal basis. And you can always uh, ask your personal doctor, look, this is what I read online. Does this fly? Is it true? Does it work before you take the information and all? So I think maybe we can go a step further to replicate what the other healthcare workers are doing outside, forming small associations so that like you know yourselves and know who is credible and how you can check up people and make sure they are who they think or who they say they are on social yeah, media. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea too because the level of misinformation as a currently now is terrible. It's high. <laughs> it's very weird. So um, we've been discussing mainly on the strengths of social media. Yeah. We've got to know different things. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm certain whatever has a strength has its own weakness. So what yeah. do you think is the is the weakness that we have to look at? Because to me, just like when you apply those things on a personal note, knowing your strengths and weaknesses is not just for you to come and get yourself um, being close that, oh, I have this weakness. It's more like one knowing that weakness and working on it and how to accommodate that weakness. Yeah. So when it comes to social media, we as, you know, the healthcare professionals using social media, what are they? possible weaknesses that we have to look out for and then think of how to contain it so number one on the for looking from a personal angle some people might become uh, addicted to social media right so some it's even bad up to the point that uh, it sort of uh, interferes with their work you see people they are at work maybe they are consulting or seeing a patient you know, they're always peeping in, peeping out, checking Twitter, checking Instagram, what's the latest post, Insta blog, and all of that. So that's really one of the 
downside to social media getting so addicted to it so most times i advise you you want to pick a time right or a time frame or part of the day when you say this is actually for social media maybe after work and all of that because professionally it doesn't even look nice your consulting with the patient and you're checking twitter or you're checking uh, instagram for updates and all of that right then um secondly it could also be a slippery slope for healthcare workers truly because the way you engage as a healthcare professional on social media is a bit different if you are engaging as um, any other person right because you also have to keep in mind the the four cardinal uh, ethical principles in healthcare autonomy, no maleficence, justice, and uh, beneficence. You always have to keep that in mind. So a lot of people are very new to social media. So these are some of the things they need to learn before they get uh, on social media. Then another thing um, in the for looking at the organization part. So one of the downsides is a lot of organizations, especially the healthcare ones, they really don't have any uh, strong, um, what do you call it now, social media policies guiding what they are doing online. So basically anyone comes, uh, does what they want, uh, posts what they want, and there is really no accountability you so you see people sharing information that they shouldn't be shared uh, sharing online and nothing uh, happens uh, with them you know anybody can assess the company's social media accounts and post whatever they want and all of that you know so a lot of companies these days are advised you should have a social media policy a strong one somebody should be designated to handle social media accounts on behalf of the company right then uh, if you're posting anything on social media you should always probably leave a disclaimer in case people know uh where you work and all of that for example i think last week i was on a space on twitter where a twitter staff was actually hosting a space and she made it loud and clear that this space is hosting is on our own level It's not uh, based on the work she does with twitter and all of that so we know from the get-go that uh, it's a disclaimer so she's as a person herself not now as a maybe a top staff of uh, twitter or whatever so those policies should be on ground and they should be enforced really right so and uh for i think i will still share this uh, document so we still uh, mentioned some of the downfalls of uh, social media earlier on you know some people are very eager to share information maybe you come across one interesting case in the hospital and you're quick to i mean you need to sit down reevaluate is this what sharing must i really post this information what value am i getting or whatever so those are some of the things healthcare workers need to understand. You shouldn't be, you should have to get a grip on yourself before you now want to be sharing information up and down, both uh, images, uh, hospital gossip, and, you know, sort of thing. Then uh, I think another downside to 
especially those promoting products too, they don't uh, tell us disclaimers. So if you're endorsing a product, you should also let us know <laughs> the disclaimer there so that we know where you're coming from. So I think these are some of the little downsides to using uh, social media. So usually I advise every healthcare worker coming online to be very careful and um, probably seek guidance from people who have been there so that they don't run into troubles online. I, I, I actually got so many interesting things from what you said. And I think you, as one of the biggest pioneers of social media in healthcare industry, I actually think you have a work to do when it comes to social media <laughs> policy for organizations, because yes, Many organizations do not know about that. In fact, yeah. I, I think I had shared that story with you where, because of my business, they want you to do this. And they just call you, we want to be online and we want to have an online presence, please do this for me. And based on my knowledge, I now guided them to, why do you want to be online? So online, I, I yeah. guided them to get seen their reason. At least it will now guide their presence their activities within that internet sphere but then yeah. the other question now is when you keep championing this and saying even when you're online as an organization you need to know these do's and don'ts and the rest so you have a work on that and while we are thinking of that I, there was something else that came to my mind it's essential really for healthcare professionals we are currently in a stage where you just be scrolling through your phone, trying to attend to messages and tweets and the rest, and boom, you open a message and someone just sends you, Doc, I just saw this on my body. This is, this is what should I do? <laughs> so people are just coming up for emergency consultation. And I know it's not easy on healthcare professionals to meander and navigate around these things for several reasons. One, you can think about, you're not paying me my consultation fee. And then on the other side, how safe is the person's license? So before we even talk about that one of consultation fee and navigating through it, when it comes to consulting online, at what point are we drawing the boundary? When, and when should we and when shouldn't we? Because at some point, for some people, eventually you've paid the, you, the, the person pays the consultation fee and you go on and consult probably on WhatsApp or somehow. But we know that if it's in the hospital system, you definitely have to document what you're consulting. Yeah. But generally, it may be if I have a one-on-one -on -one with you on Zoom or even there, WhatsApp, is it enough documents with that chat? Is there enough document to come in as a legal document if there is a case like that? So this, I think this is a very sensitive question when it comes to consultation. Yeah, so for me, me have drawn the line typically i don't consult on social media right so most times i make it clear even people who come to my dm oh, we read this story and i think i can relate i have this condition i say please i don't consult on social media it's either you go to the hospital to see the doctor or probably you can come to my own hospital to see me so that we'll have a talk then um if you're going to consult online I usually say again, you have to go through um, proper telemedicine channels, right? So typically I use Doctora, then at some point I also use Wellvis once in a while. So you're able to document 
what encounter you're having with the person, your conversation, uh, if they shared any tests with you and all of that, you can always save those things and come back to them later in case of issues or any problems. So that's how I navigate some of these channels, you know, because you never can tell who we now said, but you said, and uh, if for some reason the chat has been deleted or phone crashed or something, so is their word against you. So to be on the safe side, see that you come to the hospital or I use a proper telemedicine platform where you know you can document your encounter and all of those because of tomorrow. So apparently you're telling us that, yeah, it's at your discretion to choose whether to consult or not, but to if be you on are the to safe consult, side. Yes. yeah, if you're to consult, best practice is to use a telemedicine platform, platform for your documentation. Exactly. Exactly. Just like physically, if you must consult, get to a hospital and document. Exactly. This is important to any healthcare professional, and that's how, why I had to mention of that question. Now, we've been running up here for an an hour and oh my god well, it's such an interesting thing that we don't even know that time was going and people are really enjoying the show genevieve said kudos dr Ibe. you see and ihuama said great work dr ron uh, so you, we have one that's calling you, you dr ron like me genevieve. and um Iola said great work doc and i think we've gotten it yeah so it's quite interesting and um once again to me brought this to me made this happen so i think <laughs> i've gotten a hold of that document so probably okay. for the the guide for the healthcare professionals yeah mm -hmm. so probably those who want it maybe they can send the mail to to me and uh, i'll get across to you guys then you can send to them okay please so to contact to me you can see the ticking um banner there we have a phone number and the mail address there. So Dr. Ron said, if you want to get a hold of the documents, yeah. please contact Kumim and he will wish you I'll share to it him. with you now. Yeah. Let me just... And then again, um, Dr. Ron, we are coming gradually to the end of this. Oh, but to okay. our visitors, you've heard from Dr. Ron, utilize any platform you have. Use it to your own benefits your own advantage dr ron has gone on to even create a course and position himself as an expert gain himself the nickname that i gave him as the grandmaster of social media <laughs> because yes he has done that and he has also taught many of us on how to use it effectively how to make it make sense so you too should also consider what is it that you know very well what is it that you can do and uh, you feel you can pass information to others come up create a course and Pass that information. Position yourself as that expert. I mean, these days we make it quite easy for you. So even if you are at level zero when it comes to course creating, the mean will grab you from level zero, hands on, one on one, to whatever level you make yourself available to get at. And of course, as you're creating that course, you're not just positioning yourself as an expert like Dr. Ron you're also opening your back account to some blessings from another source like Dr. Ron. Yeah. And these are the things we always want people to get to know. Don't shy away from the social media. And even in course creating, like even if you don't want us to see your face, I know you have beautiful faces. See my own five face, see Dr. Ron's five face. But if for some reasons you don't want us to see your face, you can still create a course without showing up your face and it's so feasible. So when you come up, 
we can guide you on all these things. Look, these things are doable and you just don't have to um, ignore it. Almost, in fact, just think of what you can teach because we have we have so many of us here. We have um, the nurses, we have doctors, we have um, pharmacists, we have radiologists and many within our community up to 12,000. So these are people hunting for information, wanting to buy, wanting to improve themselves, to improve their career. I've created a course and I've also taken a course. So you see, it's, it's a win-win yeah. situation and you get to learn every other thing. And even if you want to carry out a survey within healthcare profession, trust to me to do that because they already have the community. So it's just to run the survey for you and you have it set. So shortly before we leave, I'm just checking through to be sure there is no comments we are leaving untouched. And I think we've all exhausted them. So you've you've mesmerized your visitors today, Dr. Ron. You've, you've given them all the answers. So just um I have a final question for you. Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever had? Hmm, best advice. Um probably do it afraid you know uh a lot of us have a lot of things they want to do they are thinking 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 you know so just do it you know there's never a perfect uh, time or moment or condition just do it you, it gets better once you start you get the ball rolling so i think that's what um, has been my own principle Okay, thank you for sharing that best advice with us because, yeah, I think many of us need it at this point <laughs> to remember that. I think it was Nike that trended it, just do it, yeah. Just do it, And yeah. right now, Dr. Ron is also telling us, just do it, do it afraid. Uh, it along afraid, the line, you yeah. figure those things out. You figure it so out, if, yeah. Yeah, you definitely figure it out. I can also relate to that. So if you're just joining in, oh, we're coming to the end of this, but permit me to quickly talk to you about Dr. Ron again and about me and about myself. I am Dr. STM. That's what I'm popularly called, but my full name is Dr. Ifnai Stelamari Sanyang. I'm a medical doctor and a certified, internationally certified project manager and the founder of Novaros Care. And I'm also a course creator. I have seven courses, if I'm sure. Maybe I've lost count or so. <laughs> so you can see, I I'm not sleeping or sharing out You're my You're the experts, yeah. I <laughs> so I, I have courses on data analysis, a course on um, video editing, creating PowerPoints, um, using Google Google's, forms. Uh, sheets, I mean, Google forms. forms to create all those things, quizzes and the rest. I have free courses too. So when you come into to me, you could see that those things that come to you easily are actually <laughs> a big deal to others. Yeah. So that was how I started discovering that I have to keep creating, just share whatever you know and let people learn from you. And about Dr. Ron, Dr. Ron is a speaker, a writer, an author, and storyteller. He has worked as a physician and um, healthcare management executive within the Nigerian health sector. He earned his bachelor's degree from Madonna University. You know your your fellow alumni may be watching you at the moment. Yeah, and he has so. his master's in clinical anatomy from University of Podakot. And he's currently studying for his second master's in health informatics. He's a published author and writes occasionally for some online blogs. And he has a weekly session on Twitter, Tales of Dr. Ron. Dr. Ron, you didn't give us the gist today again. <laughs> <laughs> so he aims to educate on various health issues through storytelling. Once more, on a social media platform, 
So he has participated in leading advocacy for efforts for family planning on social media, which includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And he has coordinated many healthcare, um, health campaigns on maternal and child health issues on social media platforms. He currently runs MRI Medical Consulting, a consulting firm focused on helping health brands tell their stories effectively and also connect job seekers in the health space with jobs and support resources. So this is your grandmaster today in his full edifice, in his full premises, talking to us on effective use of social media for healthcare professionals and organizations proudly brought by to me. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for staying with us for your questions. And Dr. Ron, your last word with us before we just log off. Thank you. So if you're a healthcare professional thinking of uh, starting, just come and start. We'll figure it out uh, together we'll along the way. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for um, honoring our call to join us here today. Once more, I'm your host, Dr. STM from Tumim NG, calling to you today from Tumim NG. Do have a great night, rest, and um, see you next time that we'll have this session here today. Thank you and bye.